0: he told us this day would come the day he would leave but i never wanted to believe him i mean how do you prepare for this your best friend years. He spoke on my behalf. Now that he's gone, it's my turn to speak on his. It's like I'm standing with my toes hanging over the edge of a cliff. I know I'm going to jump into the water. I know I'm going to do it. Just not ready. Hey, everybody. I'm John, one of Jesus' disciples. This is the obituary of Jesus Christ. Jesus of Nazareth, also known as Christ, Lord, Master, the Word, Lamb of God, Son of God, Son of David, Son of Man, Light of the World, Messiah, was sentenced to death for the name Rome called Treason, King of the Jews. He was 33 years old. Despite numerous warnings that this day was coming, the followers of Jesus were devastated when he was killed by crucifixion this Friday. Less than a week after his warm welcome into Jerusalem parade. A fitting tribute for this man who so loved the world. In fact, the sky itself seemed to mourn his passing by drawing the curtains and bringing the city under cover of darkness on the afternoon following his death. Known for his humility and sharp wit, Jesus probably would have felt this overly dramatic. And encourage folks to bring out their lambs from under their bushels and try not to bump into anything. The man had no appetite for glory as evidenced by his birth in a stable. And it is his extraordinary life as an ordinary baby born to ordinary parents that we remember today. Little is known of his childhood or adolescence in the unremarkable town of Nazareth in Galilee, aside from a runaway episode that terrified his parents. They found Jesus in the temple, sitting among teachers and asking questions. With the sarcasm of any self-respecting teenager, Jesus replied, Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Surely... This wasn't the first time the Son of God's parents found it difficult to discipline the Son of God. (laughs) Jesus moved to Capernaum to begin his public ministry where he drew an unusual following, including but not limited to fishermen, sex workers, lepers, and thieves. A teacher and healer by trade. He attracted both love and ire for his message of compassion, liberation, and amp generosity. Selected miracles include walking on water, healing the blind, and calming a storm. He told stories no one could swallow and asked questions no one could answer. As an adult, he could still be counted on for a disappearing act from time to time. The extroverted introvert never saw a hill, garden, or desert that didn't call his name. While children adored him, Jesus made a better playmate than math tutor. For in this man's economy, six fish fed 5,000. Debt was paid, and last was first. Most notably, there was no one Jesus met whom he did not see and did not love. For all his fame, he leaves behind no fortune. He is survived by his parents, his siblings, his patients, his students, his witnesses, his killers, and his friends. His friends. My friend,
1: happy Easter to all of you we're so glad you're here it's been an amazing year some of us mark a year since we were a lot of us on our back porches drinking crack drinking Welch's grape juice and eating crackers while watching Southbrook's Easter service on a tiny screen and here we are and uh, I don't know about you but I'm thankful to be here today are you thankful to be here This, uh, you may have already recognized, as is a part of a story we're telling today that's funereal in tone at the beginning. Some of you may have had the unfortunate experience, and you recognize this. This is Southbrook's unofficial funeral podium. This is what we use. I can't tell you how many times I've stood behind this podium to celebrate a life and to lead in the process of grief. And as many of you know, this past year, far too many times, these types of situations have come among loved ones. And today, this acts as a a reminder, a visible reminder of not just the stories we're going to hear through John and through a few others, but we live in a world that is often Saturday. You ever wonder, what did they do on Saturday? We pretty much know what they did on Friday. Friday is the day of wound. Friday is the day when it hits you. This world can crucify an innocent man. That's, that's the world we live in. Uh, by the way, you're here today, and you're here, and a lot of your story is your wound how sin, brokenness in a world that can go dark has affected you. You brought that with you today. In the last year, we've been living in a Saturday world, reality of Saturday. Saturday is not Friday. Friday is the day of wounds. Saturday is the day of waiting, where you've had this faith thing happen to you, and now you're in between. Has not the last year been Saturday? Saturday right we've waited and this last year has embodied this reality we live in this world what do you do on saturday when when you believe but you have your doubts we know something of what they did on saturday we do and that is from mark 16:1 we know that they gathered spices that's right. Mark 16.1 says, when the Sabbath was over, some of the women gathered their spices and they brought it to the tomb. Now, wait a minute. Didn't they believe Jesus was going to resurrect from the dead like he said? Why did they bring spices? It's because they had their doubts. You bring spices to a, 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 a tomb because you think there's going to be a dead body there. And I want you to know that today, if you brought your spices in here with you, you're in the right place. We are a church that acknowledges that we all believe, but we all have our spices too. Because why? We live in Saturday. We haven't seen what Sunday is about. And Friday is wounding, and Saturday is waiting, but Sunday is wonder. And we live in a world that has breakthroughs of heaven creating wonder, but most of the time we're living in Saturday. I was, uh, like many of you in the last year, just uh, doing my best, right? And I reached sort of a deal a month ago where I was like, oh man, I've, I've reached a wall. And so I've been having to go through a period in the last month of getting really quiet and saying, Lord, what do you want me to hear? And we were in South Carolina this week, Sherry and I, and we were, I was running uh, one uh, Good Friday morning, uh, two days ago, and the main stretch there, 278 in Hilton Head, and I could see from a distance an elderly gentleman, You know, elderly as anyone over 59, uh, an elderly gentleman uh, is walking toward me, and he has what you typically see on a Good Friday. What do you often see? You see someone carrying a large cross, and he's carrying that cross down 278. And hundreds of cars are passing, and, and I'm running toward him. And in just that moment, I, on, I don't throw this word around lightly because I don't have a hotline to heaven where I hear God's voice all the time, but I heard the Lord say, Charlie, I never told you it'd be easy. I never told you it'd be easy. You take up your cross, and you follow me. You take up your cross and you follow me. And this was all I needed to hear. But when he came to me, all I knew to say to him was, and we passed each other, I said, Christos Este. And he kind of looked at me, paused, and he knew what I was saying. He said it back to me, Christos Este. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. And we want you to sit for a minute in the tension of Saturday. But we want you to know that where we're headed in the next few minutes is Christos and Este. Because for you, it may be Saturday, but I want to tell you, Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. I want you to hear, if I were officiating a a funeral, I would, at this point, I would say, hey, another one of his friends want to speak. And you know her as Mary of Magdala. The one who was at one time possessed by demons and is a woman of ill repute. And 2,000 years later, she is still impacting lives because of her story. And I want you to hear the story of Mary Magdalene right now.
2: I know before you even say them, all the reasons that I should be quiet. No one wants to believe a woman that used to dance with demons, a woman who used to dance, a woman. It's hardly a secret when they're talking about you. All of the whispers in the world can sound a lot like shouting. But if there's anything that I know, I know from watching him how powerful a word can be, how the right word can make you feel alive, and how the wrong words can take you by force and take away your life just a little at a time. His words changed the whole world for me, like the air around me was rearranged, like maybe the world could hold more joy than pain, more truth than lies, And more love than disdain. I was so used to people saying she sees things that aren't even there. And sometimes I wondered if I really was even there. But when he saw me, and when he said my name, and when he heard me, I was here. And I know it's hard for people to believe and I know that they can barely hear it from someone like me. But if my heart, if, if my heart, I don't know.
3: If my heart could tell a story If my life could sing a song If I have a testimony If I have anything at all No one ever cared for me like Jesus His faithful hand has held me all this way. And when I'm old and gray, all my days are numbered on the earth. Let it be known in you alone. My joy was found. My children tell their children, let this be their memory, that all my treasure was in heaven, and you were everything. faithful hand has held me all this way and when i'm old and gray all my days are not put on the earth let it be known in you alone my joy
1: to take you out of this moment for just a minute. Beautifully written words of what Mary of Magdala could have said and what she didn't say that was a part of her story as well are these words. There could very well be a grave inside of you holding your secrets and your grief but it can become instead a temple inside of you holding only grace and beautiful things And when you know, and when you don't want anyone to miss it, you clear your throat and you tell anyone who will listen, love like his can't stay quiet, can't stay hidden, can't stay buried. And here we have the story of this woman that 2,000 years later, a demon-possessed woman of ill repute in this room right now is giving particularly some women hope. Is that amazing? amazing? Only God. Only a love like his. It's just, you know, it just really is amazing. I was watching this earlier this morning for the first time live and I hadn't figured out what I was going to say today yet. So it was like, it was game time. I better figure it out here real quick. <laughs> and... Uh, as many of you may have done with that, you, you had flashes of moments in your life when it's just the love of God wouldn't let you quit. And for me, if I may be autobiographical for a moment, I went back to, I knew exactly the year it was. It was 13 years ago, and we were about six months away from opening this facility and moving over here. And honestly, it had been a brutal season in leadership and our family and I was, you know, tying a, a knot at the end of my rope. And, and I came back from a run where we were staying in Hilton Head. We were on vacation in Hilton Head. And I went up to the porch where the workout area is. And I was listening to, I just put in a new album that you 2 had released. And the song, Window in the Sky, Windows in the Sky came on. And again, it was one of those moments where I said, God, I just, I need something. I need a word. And I'll just never forget the moment when the first time I heard these words. The rule has been disproved. The stone, it has been moved. The grave is now a groove and debts are removed. Oh, can't you see what love has done? Oh, can't you see what love has done? Oh, can't you see what love has done and what it's doing to me? And I knew right then that the song I wanted us to play to open up our new building on Easter 2008 was going to be that song. And these guys will tell you, I have some really bad music ideas that they snicker at. (laughs) But that wasn't one of them. When John Glista sang that song on Easter 2008, it was still one of my favorite moments. Because of his love, I just can't quit. Because you see, I live and you live on Saturday. But Sunday's coming. Sunday is coming. And I get glimpses of Sunday every once in a while. Do you? I see the evidence of his goodness. That resurrection is always happening in me, through me, around me. It is. If we just have the eyes of faith to see. And when we do like Mary and John and Peter. On Saturday we don't quit. If Judas would have just waited three days, right? If he just would have waited. Because it's Saturday, but Sunday's coming. Now, I want you to sit for just a moment longer in the tension of this Saturday. You're, you may feel the discomfort in the room. Because what John's about to tell us is going to lead to Sunday.
0: He is survived by his friends and all those who are still to come his body was buried in a nearby cave Sunday morning those who knew him will gather to pay their respects the general public is invited to remember him through the practice of a regular dinner party bread and wine will be served all are invited In lieu of flowers, the family requests that you serve those in need. So, when you lose someone you love, you have to decide how to give credit to who they were through words. Just words. There's never enough. And for Jesus, it's like trying to talk about music. You really just have to hear it, and we can't. I can't let him pass on without trying to pin down the song. So we're gathered here today to remember how it goes. I tell you, I'll never forget the first time I heard it. I was fishing, of course, completely unprepared for my life to change, but also so hungry for more, I was ready to drop everything when he came along. Jesus was the kind of guy who never gave you more detail than you needed to know. I would say, actually, he often gave you far less information than he needed to know. (laughs) Maybe you know what I mean. He was the kind of guy you followed anyway. Can you hear it yet? His song was strange. There's so much more I wish I could have asked him. but who am I kidding? He was the kind of guy to answer your question with another question. The kind of friend who always had time for you. They said I was the one he loved the most, but he was the kind of guy who made everyone feel that way. The kind of friend who'd start a party, save a party, and then ruin your party. One time, he talked to this random guy climbing a tree into letting a crowd of people come over, empty his cupboards, drink all of his wine, and then after the party, told him to sell all of his stuff and give it back to the poor. And Zach actually did it. The kind of teacher who packaged the lesson 12 different ways until you could hear it. The kind of pal who would do something insane and then tell you you could do the same. We gave Peter such a hard time for his wobbly legs when he tried to walk on waves. If you're with Jesus, you're safer on land. That's what we'd say. Things always got weird in the water. The kind of guy who could calm storms, but sometimes didn't. And when he didn't, or wouldn't, or shouldn't, not sure. But when the storm came for him, when the the crowds and authorities moved in, and the end was near, Jesus invited me and James and Pete to steal away. The kind of guy who could let his friends watch him fall apart. And I was the guy who fell asleep. And he was the guy who loved me still. And I'm the one who's here. And he's the one the world had to kill. So now, I what? Go back to fishing? I might. Feel closer to him on the water, you know? But I will keep my ears open and pray you do the same. For as long as their feet to be washed and chairs at the table, his song of love plays on. I can give you all the notes of his life till I'm bluer than a fish underwater. But at the end of the day, we remember the music, we learn how to sing. And that's, I don't know. but I think that's how we pay our respects.
1: It has been said that there is no greater evidence for the existence of Jesus other than a changed life. And you just heard from the Apostle John about a changed life. I want you to stand up with me and put your voice to your life changed. All throughout my history, your faithfulness has walked beside me. The wind way for spring in every season from where I'm standing
4: i see the evidence of your goodness all over my life all over my life i see
1: i see your promises ain't fulfilled
3: over my life, over my life, help me remember when I'm weak,
4: fear me come
3: Oh
1: 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 4. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the good news I preached to you, which you have received and on which you have taken your stand. By this good news, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised, wait for it, on the third day according to the scriptures. And we may not appreciate that, but the Jewish Christians would have read that, and when they saw that third day, it would have leaped off the page. Why? Because from the very beginning, there's this narrative in the biblical story of this third-day God, this third-day God, the third-day God. Genesis chapter 40, verse 13, Joseph of Technicolor Dreamcoat fame says to the cupbearer when he's still in prison, in three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and he will restore your job on the third day. Exodus 3.18, Moses asked Pharaoh, let us go three days into the wilderness. God says in Exodus 19.11, consecrate the people and make them ready by the third day because on the third day, the Lord will come down. 19.15, prepare yourselves for the third day. Exodus 19.16, and on the morning, on the third day, it came to pass. And you see this all throughout the narrative. Esther says, and now I will go and I will fast three days. And on the third day, I will go before the king for the deliverance of my people. And Jonah The amazing story, the ultimate third day story is Jonah is just a narrative, he's swallowed by this giant fish. His prayer that is not included in the Bible is, Lord, just let me go out the same way I came in, please. (laughs) And we read in the story, and on, say it with me, the third day, Jonah came out, and so when the writers say and on the third day it would have jumped off the page because all throughout history god has been telling them and us i'm the third day god i know i know you're going to have your days of wounding and your days of waiting but hold on because sunday the third day is coming that's what it means to have faith We want you to be in this journey with us. As a matter of fact, right now as a church, we're in a journey of just building our faith in a series called Christism and Atheism. Literally for four months, we're looking at all the issues associated with believing that God exists. And next week, we invite you to come back because we're gonna look at the the question of pain. If there is a good God, how is there the pain that this world experiences? We also want you to know that today is beyond just this experience. As you may have seen coming in, there's, there's just all kinds of shenanigans going on outside and in the atrium, petting zoos and, and you know all kinds of stuff, just to celebrate that we're here, right? Have we, have we ever appreciated being able to gather like we can right now? And we would love for you to put your mask on, stay socially distanced and, and just relish. Hey, it's 71 and sunny, people. Let's just, just relish that, right? And next week, uh, or or, I'm sorry, um, tomorrow, a new podcast starts through our church called Breakfast Translations. And it's uh, just Laura Buffington and Keaton Case are just taking you through some biblical stories. And it's just a great way to learn the Bible really more in depth. We also have Weekend Hangover that is re- live on Mondays, where Laura and Austin and I will unpack this weekend's claims a little more deeply, and then it's available on demand throughout the week on Facebook and YouTube. We also want you to know that we would love for you to say, I wanna be a part of this mission, and you can start that journey today. Uh, there's a box out in the atrium that says, hey, I wanna be generous for this experience. It's changed my life. And you can do that through that box or through pay, uh, uh, PushPay, which is the app we use for generosity we also have communion in the corners of the room and we've provided this as safely as possible but if you would like to take some time today before you leave to the first time in over a year to just take communion in this room we would just invite you to do that because it's been safely provided for you in the corners of the room one more thing we have a special guest here today and i i appreciate him so much You guys know the character of Mary Magdalene was played by Jesse Bidwell. But uh, Alex Trisher is a a sophomore in the theater department at Wright State University. And I told Alex, I said, Alex, this is my 37th Easter leading a church on Easter. And you can't imagine how many narratives and characterizations of the disciples of Jesus I've seen down through the years in bathrobes and bedsheets and all the whole nine yards. I said, uh, 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 Alex, today I just saw the best characterization of the Apostle John I've ever seen. You just embodied it. So let's thank Alex for being with us today. Thank you, Alex. And thank you to the Wright State Theater Department for keeping on providing us with talented actors. Um, We want you to now go totally to Sunday and just sing together the peppiest version of Amazing Grace you will ever hear in your life. And uh, then we'll be done.
4: Thank <laughs> you. Thank you.